Hey, sustainable fashion supporter. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. In today's episode, I'm addressing the funding, money, and profitability challenges I commonly hear from sustainable fashion brands. If you didn't know, Recloseted is a consulting agency that's dedicated to writing the harmful fashion industry. And we do that by offering business and sustainability consulting services. So from a business consulting perspective, we work with already sustainable fashion brands and we help them grow and scale and propel their business forward. For existing fashion brands that are looking to become more eco-friendly or sustainable, we help them with that too. And with our clients that come to us for business consulting, I've noticed that a lot of them come to us with profitability issues or, you know, lack of budget, not sure how to get funding, all of that stuff. And with all of my clients that come to me for business consulting and have financial issues, a lot of them have the same problems. And so in today's episode, I thought I would address that and also give you some tips. In episode 8 of our Recloseted Radio podcast, so the podcast you're listening to right now, I talk about business strategy for sustainable fashion brands, so that will give you a good introduction, and if you haven't listened to that episode yet, maybe take a listen after you finish this one, but today's episode is going to be focused on financials, revenue, profitability, margins, and getting funding. A lot of brands come to me and they're in the situation where, you know, they haven't been meeting their revenue or sales targets, they haven't been then meeting their profitability targets, and they're not getting enough money to reinvest back into the business. So that means they can't buy new fabrics, they can't release new designs, and they can't go back to their manufacturers and ask for more styles. And it's definitely a vicious cycle. And, you know, if you don't have investment and you don't have money and you don't have a budget, you don't have a plan, um, then it can be really hard to do well. So today I wanted to sit down and chat with you guys because after working with so many clients and seeing a lot of similar problems and working through a lot of similar solutions with them, I wanted to share what I've learned in hopes that it can help you. Before we get into my tips though, I do want to make sure we're all on the same page. So I'm going to be going over some quote-unquote terms that I'm going to be using throughout the episode and explaining in plain English what it means. If you already know what these terms mean, that's fine. Just sit tight and you can have a refresher. But if not, I think this will be really helpful to make sure we all know and we are all on the same page. Okay, first term is revenue. And so revenue essentially just means all of the money that you have coming into your business. That is typically in the form of sales. So when you sell a garment or you sell a scrunchie, that money that the customer gives to you is your revenue. And then on the flip side, you also have costs associated with your business. So a really important cost term that you may have heard of is cost of goods sold or COGS for short, so C-O-G-S. It's an accounting term and I'm probably going to butcher it, but basically it's all of the costs associated to making one of your products. So for example, let's say you sell plain white tees. So for every plain white tee, you're going to have the fabric costs associated with it, the manufacturing costs associated with it, the garment tags, uh, the shipping and the delivery, like everything it takes to make that plain white tee and deliver it to your customer. Whatever you paid is your cogs for that shirt. Next up, let's talk about profit. So how you calculate profit is essentially revenue minus costs. 
And if we continue with the plain white t-shirt example, your revenue is again, whatever the customer pays you per plain white tee. And then you're gonna subtract from that your COGS. So whatever you pay for fabric, whatever you pay to get it manufactured, all of that stuff. And then the money you have left over after you've paid your bills is essentially your profit. And so a lot of people just focus on their sales or their revenue or their top line part of their business, if you will. But it's so, so, so important to think about your profit and your profitability as well, aka what you can take to the bank at the end of the day after you pay your bills. And so as a concept, again, I'll review. So revenue or sales minus costs equal your profitability. It's really important to think about all three things, actually. And in an ideal world, you would be increasing your revenue, so you increase the money coming in. You'd be decreasing your costs, so you'd lower the amount that you're spending. And then by doing both of those things, you can increase your profitability. Okay, so now that you know the terms, let's get into the tips. Today, I'm going to be overviewing five things that I've told my clients that have really helped them and I think will help you as well. The first thing that you really have to get down pat and know inside and outside is your budget. And what I mean by budget is with the money that you have allocated to run your business, how are you going to best and most effectively use those funds to help propel your business even further? And with my clients, there are three main things that I always tell them that they should be investing in and not feeling bad about spending money. Yes, it can be scary definitely to put so much money into something, but I really believe that if you invest in three things, and these three things for sure, you're going to have a successful business. The first thing you should be investing in is a really good business strategy and business plan. If you don't come from a business background, then it is so, so, so important to either get the advice of someone else or take the time and do the due diligence to invest in coursework and teach yourself these principles because you can have the most sustainable, ethically made, beautiful garments, but if no one knows about them and it, you know, your business isn't set up for success, then it's still going to flop, which sucks. So make sure that you have the right strategy in place. And the reality is you probably don't have the time to be teaching yourself every single thing that someone else already knows. And your time is probably best spent designing and or, you know, thinking long term about what you want your business to do versus learning all of these concepts. My recommendation is generally for sustainable fashion brands that started out with, you know, a creative or a design kind of person to hire a business consultant or just hire someone to help them set up their company. For some context, I help my clients with things like their company mission, their vision, all of their financials, their distribution strategy, their marketing strategy, their social media, their website, all of that stuff. And, you know, it doesn't have to be me or through Recloseted. It can be someone else as well. But just make sure that you have someone that you trust and you can go to to help you scale and propel your business because that is so important and it's such a good investment in your business because it's going to take you to that next step. It's really going to help propel you forward and that's how you make more money. Sometimes you have to invest some money to make money and I know it can be scary. I get it, but that's just the reality. Sometimes you have to take that plunge. You do have to make sure it's an educated plunge though. So do your research and make sure, you know, whoever you're working with, you're comfortable with them. Generally, people will give free consultations. 
For example, we do. And you can, if you want to book a free business consultation, go to recloseted.com backslash consultation or use the link in our show notes. But generally, people will do a free kind of meeting and then that way you can see if it's a good fit as well. The second thing I think that brands should be investing in is kind of a no-brainer, but product development. So make sure you don't skimp out on research, time, and money when it comes to sourcing your fabrics and choosing your manufacturers. I think that is so, so, so important because at the end of the day, your product is what people are buying and you need to make sure that is high quality, long lasting, made ethically, sustainable, and at the end of the day provides value to the customer. So make sure that you don't skimp out on product development. That is so, so, so important. With our sustainability consulting services, we do help our clients find ethical manufacturers and we do help source fabrics as well. And again, we do the free consultations and it's the same link, which is recloseted.com backslash consultation. And a lot of people actually ask me about factories and fabrics. And so I'll probably do future podcast episodes, just giving you guys the lowdown on it. But for now, if you're interested, feel free to book the consultation. And in that same 60 minutes, we can talk about both business and sustainability consulting if you'd like. And the last thing I always tell my clients to invest in is advertising. That's because if you're first starting out, it is so important to build your brand awareness because no one knows who you are yet. And without people knowing who you are, no one's going to be shelling out their money to buy your stuff. So it's so, so, so important to build your brand awareness and not skimp out on advertising. That being said, though, it can be very, very easy to spend so much money at advertising and throw all of that money away if you don't do it properly. And there's also ways to make it more effective and more efficient. So I'll give you a few of my tips right now. First and foremost, there's a difference between organic versus paid advertising. And I can do a future podcast episode deep diving a little bit more on marketing and advertising techniques. But organic basically just means that you haven't spent any money on it. And paid is just essentially you've paid for it. Try to do a lot of work organically. So that means, for example, on Instagram, using the right hashtag strategy, making sure your posts are set up correctly. Same with Facebook. Make sure you do everything you can in your power to make all of the free content as visible as possible and as far-reaching as possible. And you do that by adding value. So a lot of my clients will give out fashion sustainability tips or they'll host free events in the community. Just make sure you're giving some type of value and that's why people would follow, like, or share your content. In terms of paid, you can definitely get a bigger bang for your buck on digital advertising versus like TV or print. I think most sustainable brands starting out don't have the budgets to do TV or print, so that's usually out of the question anyways. But I do like digital advertising because you can get really, really niche and targeted, which is great for limited budgets. And you can also really effectively track what's working and what's not. Definitely recommend, for example, Instagram ads or Facebook ads, depending on where your target market is, and also making sure that you A-B test and you test things out and see what works and what doesn't, and you put more money into what works. Again, this is stuff that I can help with or other people can help with as well. So if this is not in your zone of genius and you don't know a lot about this, then maybe don't spend a lot of time in it and instead invest in someone else to help you take care of this and do it properly so that you can concentrate on product development. So just to summarize again, things I really recommend you spend money on is a really good business strategy or business plan, then product development, and lastly, advertising. My second tip is to have a break-even plan. So now that you have a budget and you know how much money you're going to need to spend, 
what does it look like for you to make that money back? It's essentially your break-even planner analysis. And that's something you definitely need to sit down and think about. Let's say you invested $100,000 in your business to do a limited edition batch run of a certain type of garment. And so you want to figure out when you're going to be making that money back. And the reality is it's probably not going to be within a month or two months. It's probably going to be within a year or two years, if that. So it's really, really, really important to sit down and know exactly how much you need to sell, where the money is going to, how you can most efficiently allocate it to make more money and essentially make you not only the money back, but obviously more so you have a profit. And so all of that is so important and I recommend you do this immediately after you do your budget so that you know that, hey, if it's not realistic for me to be making $2 million next year, maybe we shouldn't be spending 1.5 million, you know? So make sure that you do all of this work because without it, you kind of run a little bit blind and you can't just stick your head in the sand and pray for the best because it doesn't work like that. So make sure you know your numbers inside and out. That's why I said it's so, so, so important to do that. Now that you know your budget and you've done your break-even analysis, it's really important to set targets and a financial plan. So now that you know exactly how much money you need to recuperate and how much profit you'd ideally like to make, what does the timeline look like on that? What products are you going to have to sell? Where are you going to have to sell it? How are you going to distribute it? How are you going to get those new customers? There's a plan and you need to set targets every quarter, so every three months every month, every week, and you need to reevaluate against that plan. Again, if you don't look at it, it's not going to happen overnight magically. You need to look at it. You need to work towards it. You need to know which levers to push to make more revenue, to lower your costs. And that's definitely something that I can help with or someone else can help you with as well if you're feeling overwhelmed by that. But this is me telling you and kicking your butt a little bit that it's so important for you to think about all of these things. Okay, so we talked about your budget, we talked about your break-even analysis, we talked about your financial target and planning, and now let's get into pricing your products because that's also really, really important. A lot of brands, I feel like, will price way too high or they'll price way too low. What you want is something in the middle, obviously, and you also want to make it something that your ideal customer is willing to pay, and it's within the upper limits of what they're willing to pay, but still in that limit of what they're willing to pay, if that makes sense. And how you do this is by doing market research and product validation. So I'll get into that quickly. Market research is essentially gathering data to make informed decisions about what products to release and how much to price it at. And I definitely recommend that you use data to make your decisions and not just a gut feeling or like using you as your ideal consumer and maybe your friends. It's really important to actually use data to make your decisions. And how you can get that data is either through primary or secondary research. So primary research is essentially when you go out and you get that data. So you do a survey or you do in-depth interviews or you do a focus group. And again, like if you don't have the time or the knowledge to do that, I can help you with it or someone else can as well. But it's so important to get that data. Secondary research is essentially things that other people have done already for you out there. For example, global fashion agenda partners with Boston Consulting Group every year and they put out this pulse of the fashion industry report and it's really awesome and I use it a lot with my clients. That's a report that someone else has gone and done for you and it's readily available on the internet for you to use. So make sure you gather a lot of data to make informed decisions. 
Product validation is also so, so, so important as well. Before you release a product, obviously you're going to go through the designing process and you might think that the market needs something, but it is so important to double check that and validate it. And the way you validate it is with market research. And the reason why it's so important to validate it is, you know, imagine if you spent $50,000 on that limited edition run again and it turns out that no one likes it, well, now you've just spent $50,000 on fabric and manufacturing and all this stuff. You're sitting on inventory that's not gonna sell. You've essentially thrown all of your money away, the 50K. It's also so wasteful, right? Because it's not gonna sell and you're sitting on all this inventory. So that is the absolute worst case scenario. So you wanna make sure you avoid that by validating the product before you sell it. And again, that is something I can help you with or someone else as well. But it's so, so, so important to make sure you validate before you create. And then if you validate correctly, you'll be able to sell. It'll sell like hotcakes. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is what to do when you don't have a huge budget. So when you only have limited funds to run your sustainable fashion brands. Because I think the reality is a lot of this is someone's hobby or someone's side project and they don't have investors and they don't have millions and millions of dollars. So a couple of things that I've told my clients I'm going to share with you. Of course, I've already talked about it, but market research is so, so, so important. So make sure you invest the time and the money to do that so you validate the need before you go off and invest a lot of money to produce something. The second thing is you can leverage crowdfunding or something like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. The beauty with those tools is that you can gauge demand for something without having to actually manufacture anything yet. And then that way, it's also a good way for you to get the word out there as well. It's great. Like if you are launching your first, let's say again, plain white tea, but you're not sure what the demand is and you don't have funds, you can crowdfund it. And that way, if the demand, you know, knock on wood, isn't there, you haven't gone out and produced a bunch of shirts yet. You can wait until demand is validated and then you can go do it. So I definitely recommend doing something like a Kickstarter or Indiegogo for your first product if you don't have a lot of funds and you're a little bit nervous about what the demand is going to look like. If you're first starting out, I would also leverage collaborations whenever possible. A client of mine collaborates with local artists to get designs onto her cruise, and I recommend you do something similar, especially if you can't hire like an illustrator or things like that. If you can find someone else that you generally vibe with and you love what they stand for and you want to work with them, go for it. Collaboration is great. I definitely recommend collaboration over competition whenever possible, so go for it. Lastly, look up grants or see if you can apply for some sort of funding program in your city or in your area. Because if you're a sustainable brand that genuinely wants to do good in the world, there might be funding and things available to you. So make sure you apply for everything that you think that you could get and try to get funding wherever possible. And that was today's episode. Again, these are just some common pieces of advice that I give to my clients because a lot of them have similar problems when it comes to their financials and when it comes to the funding of their business. But if you want more tailored advice, definitely take advantage of that free 60-minute consultation that we offer and you can book it at www.recloseted.com backslash consultation. If you want to help us spread fashion sustainability and recruit more members to join our recloseted movement, Make sure you leave us a rating and review that really helps us. And take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted. That helps us spread the word and it's also really cool seeing you guys listen to our episodes. 
I hope you have an amazing week. And remember, we are all in this together, and together we will write the harmful fashion industry.